Hey everyone, it's Pastor Micah, lead pastor here at High Praise Crestview. I want to say thank you for choosing to listen to today's podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening from today and go connect with us on social media as well. My prayer is that as you listen to this message, you're encouraged, blessed, and transformed by the power of the Word of God. Now open your heart and get ready to receive what God wants to speak to you today. It is a great day here at High Praise. Um, Not only is it the last day of 2023, and I don't know about you, but man, this year went by really fast. For me, I was like, I was actually getting my hair cut yesterday, and I was talking to my barber, and I said, he said, yeah, this year really did go by fast. It was like Thanksgiving and then Christmas. I was like, no, I missed. Like, I don't know where I was, but from Easter to Christmas, I don't know what happened in that time frame. But man, we got here quickly. And we're here at New Year's Eve. And uh, we're doing something really special today here in just a little bit. We have about 12 people that are signed up to be baptized this morning to make that go public with their faith. Amen. An incredible thing. But before we get to that, I kind of want to share something for our whole church family, but then also for those that are getting baptized, we're going to dive into what baptism is a little bit, um, because I, I really believe in the importance of having the revelation knowledge of why you're getting baptized and why you're doing this this morning. You know, I think for many, many years, the church has not done the best at educating people on baptism and why you get baptized. So people just go through a religious obligation and they just do something because everybody else was doing it, but really don't understand the power of that moment. Listen, baptism is a powerful and significant moment in your life. And today I pray that whenever you're baptized, whether you're the youngest person getting baptized or the oldest person getting baptized, my prayer for you today is this is a significant day that you remember and a reminder that the old man is dead and gone and behold, all things are made new in Christ today. Amen. And that's what I want to title today's message. I want to title it. Somebody say newness newness, living in the newness of life in Christ. We're going to talk about that this morning. We open up in your Bibles to Romans chapter six this morning, Romans chapter six. We're going to read one through five today. Um, We're going to just live here just for a little bit this morning. I promise we're not going to go too long this morning. I I do realize New Year's Eve, and I just want to remind you once again, tonight, 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 at 6 p.m., we have our year in review service. I really encourage you to come back out if you can. I know some people have New Year's Eve plans with their families and so on and so forth. I understand, but listen, if you're looking for something to do tonight, you don't have much to do, or maybe... You want to just kind of pause on those plans and do those plans after, then we encourage you. Come back tonight, 6 o'clock. It's our year interview service. We do this every year. We just reflect on everything that God has done over this past year. And let me just tell you, if you're part of the High Praise family, there's a lot to celebrate tonight. And I'm telling you, whenever we were looking, when Pastor Chelsea and I were preparing for tonight, we were looking at our prayer points from last year, and we were looking at our vision, the things that we said in vision last year, what we wanted to see. And I'm telling you, it is incredible to see everything that the Lord has done over this past year. And tonight you're going to get to hear all about it and more and what we're envisioning for 2024. And then also our three prayer points that we give out at the end of every year. We give out three prayer points for our whole body to agree on. And tonight we'll be doing that with three prayer points for the new year. So I encourage you tonight, six o'clock, if you can be here, be here. Are you in Romans chapter six? That's New Testament if you're still looking, okay? Romans chapter six, verses one through five says this. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. Let me just stop right there for just one second for you. In case you thought that it was okay to sin, get saved, and continue to sin, here's your sign. 
Certainly not. That's what the, I mean, how shall we who died in sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us that were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Now, I don't want anybody to walk out right now because I'm about to read from a different translation that maybe some of y'all don't like. But I'm going to read this out of the message translation, okay, for a second. I know not all of us love the message translation, but I loved the way this said this, okay? It says this. So what do we do? keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving? I sure should hope not. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? Somebody say for good. We left that place for good. That is what happened in baptism. If you're getting baptized this morning, I want you to hear this. This is what's happening in baptism. You are leaving the old country where sin was sovereign, and you're not living in the old, beaten, busted, and disgusted house any longer. But the Lord is creating a new temple, a greater temple within you this morning, and all things are being made new. You got the new house. You got that new, that new house smell. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever built a house and you walk and you go, lumber. <laughs> paint it new house that's listen god's given you a new house a new temple this morning it goes on to say we went under the water and we and we went under the water we left old country of sin behind when we came up out of the water we entered into the new country of grace a new life in a new land now let me stop right here if you don't know what grace is go turn it you can turn to titus and it'll teach you what grace is but grace is actually not just oh you just keep on sinning it's okay grace is a divine enablement and empowerment to say no to sin is actually what the scripture says so grace what it does whenever you step into a new grace it's not just so oh well god can just forgive my next sin he'll forgive my next it is actually an empowerment that is working and within you that gives you the power and authority that whenever sin is looking at you in in the face whenever temptation is looking at you in the face you have the power that jesus did to speak the word and say no to those things i'm pretty sure that nobody if you live in a broke busted and disgusted house full of mold everywhere and you had the carpet ripping up everywhere and the floors were warped and maybe three walls were down and two broken windows and you got a brand new house given to you how many of you going back to the old place but how often do we go back to the old place and y'all 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 thinking right now y'all real christian christian people y'all know what i'm talking about y'all thinking oh he's talking about the sinner in the room i'm talking about you too I'm going to get in your business for a minute. Huh? Just because you didn't go look at things and go party with people that you weren't supposed to party with doesn't mean that you didn't hate the person that was next to you. Oh, I, I don't do, I, I, I don't, I, you talk about, I don't get drunk, pastor. Yeah, but you are an angry person and a terrible representation of Christ in the earth because you're always mean and mad at somebody. You are, you gossip about every other person you meet. You spread lies about people that are not true. You take, let, let me, while we're here for a second, can I just do this real quickly? I'm gonna do it anyways. Whenever you take something that happens like this and you turn it into 
this y'all know what I'm talking about ever met, anybody ever met anybody anybody ever met anybody that said that said you know well this person said this about this person they, they said they kind of smelt funky that day and then you go to three other people and tell them that the person that said that person stunk just a little bit, actually what they really said was they are the worst smelling person on planet earth. And they never want to be around them ever again or even be in their presence. Let me tell you, that is wrong. And that's lying. And it's gossip. And it should stop. And guess what? It is sinful. Y'all don't look at me in that tone of voice. I'm saying, no, pastor, you can't talk like that. And it's, it's amazing to me. I, I, this is not on my notes today. <laughs> it's amazing to me the sins that people want called out in church are never the sins that they're encountering. Pastor, you, that's right. You preach the truth. You preach the red letters. You preach do not sin. You preach don't do these things. But don't talk about... Is that really sin, pastor? Yes. And it's wrong. Stop it. All right, I'm move on. I'm meddling. I know. I didn't even finish my scripture. I think we're in verse four. <laughs> we entered. So when we went up out of the, came up out of the water, we entered to a new country of grace, a new life, and a new land. That's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we are lowered into the water. It is like the burial of Jesus. When we are raised up out of the water, it is like the resurrection of Jesus. I really feel like the Lord brought me to the scripture for us this morning because he wants us to stop dwelling in the past. To stop dwelling in the past. This goes past baptism. Now this goes for you. You're coming into a new year, right? Many of us are coming, not many of us, all of us are coming into a new year. Uh, when the clock strikes uh, midnight, tonight do we say tonight or tomorrow morning when the when the clock strikes midnight though there's a new year that takes place all of us are going to enter that same year no one's entering it at a different time we're all entering at least in the u.s we're all entering it in the same exact time and today i really want to talk to you about living in that newness of life in christ how many of you had some things happen in 2023 that you did not like Man, some of y'all had a perfect 2023. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm out to not sin right now and be jealous, okay? Because y'all, how many had things that did not go your way? Anybody, got, yeah, anybody had, some, had, had some setbacks in their life? Anybody have any people talk bad about them or ill of them in 2023? Any, did you talk ill about anybody in 2023? There's the real honest people in the room. Right? We, we did things in 2023 we weren't proud of. We had things happen to us in 2023 we weren't excited about. And many of us, we have been replaying those things over and over and over again in our minds. Many of us in this room have been living in things that happened in October. Many of the people, many of us in this room, if we're honest, we're still living in things that happened in July. We're still living in things that happened in November. Hey, we're still, many of us are still living, living in things that happened at Christmas, the disagreements at the dining room table. Many of us are still living that. That is not the way that Christ desires for you to live. He does not desire for you to continue to dwell in the past. And I really feel like the Lord is saying today, forget it. Do not dwell in it or on it. 
Dwelling on the past doesn't change it. Anybody ever seen the movie? I mean, this is an incredibly spiritual movie, uh, The Lion King. We could preach a whole series on The Lion King. We're going to do what? No, anyways, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to preach a series on The Lion King. I'm going to go through every character, their story arc, and everything. No, I'm just playing, y'all. There's a great line, though, that many of us probably remember by the great Rafiki. Oh, wise Rafiki. I see you some squash banana. That's not the line, by the way. <laughs> He says this, Oh yes, the past can hurt, but from the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. And I just think we need to run from it and learn from it. Let the past... Uh, see, we're going to put two Disney movies. Let the past be in the past. Let it go. Right? Some of us in this room just need to let some things go that happened in 2023. Things that didn't go away, let it go. People said things about you, let it go. My dad used to say it like this. I don't know if anybody else's daddy ever said it this way. Or family members. Let it roll like water off a duck's back. Anybody ever heard that, old, that southern saying? Yeah. Let it roll like water off a duck's back. Let me tell you, the things that people have said about you and over you in 2023, I want you to remember this, that God's already spoken a better word over you. There's a greater word that he's spoken over your life. And this is the problem with always remembering and thinking and dwelling on those things. You know what? I've been guilty of this. I'm not, I'm not st- standing up here saying like, oh, I've never done this. I'm saying this from experience of doing this, and it's terrible. Dwelling on the past doesn't change anything. You know what it does? It spoils your future. Dwelling on the past spoils your future. When you look to the past, this is the problem. When you look to the past, you forget who holds your future. You can't see the one that is forming your future if you're always looking to, the, to your past. You cannot look in two different places at once. And many of us, what we're actually doing is we're exalting our past above our future. Because all we do is think about the past. And let me just tell you, whenever you continue to dwell on those things, guess what's going to manifest? The same problems that you faced in your past, you're going to face in your future. Focus on what is good. Focus on those things that are lovely. Focus on those things that are praiseworthy. Let those things come alive in your life. Because what you're going to focus on is what's going to end up happening in your life. Whatever you really believe is going to take place again. Listen, I believe that that's what's going to happen. So in the past, people have spoken ill of for you, then I want you to begin to think on the Lord's going to bring people in my life that will encourage me, who will lift me up, who will be there for me, and who will pray for me. If there's been brokenness and division in your family in your past, I want you to begin to look at your family and see it united and restored with no communication broken, but communication lines completely healed. If your marriage has felt like it's been in shambled over this past year, I want you to begin to speak over your marriage and pray for your marriage and be intentional with your marriage. And listen, that's I mean, I'm, I'm I'm just going to tell you right now, if you don't come tonight, you're going to hear this. One of the big prayer points for us this year is health. I, that's been something the Lord's put in my heart. A healthy church, and, a, and within that, it, it, it encompasses having healthy marriages. And that's a strong vision that I have for this year, is we want to see the marriages of this church not broken, not all, always up at each other and, and frustrated with one another and boiling. I want to see you coming in church boiling with steam coming out both ears like a cartoon character with one another. I want there to be love and unity. That doesn't mean that there's never going to be frustrations. That doesn't mean there's never going to be disagreements. Listen, I love... The 
this woman sitting up here on the front row more than anybody in this room could ever love anybody else yes no 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 talkbacks I win okay I, I but I, I do but you know what but there are times and seasons where she really knows how to get me frustrated any men of God know what I'm talking about in this room I give you permission. I, I give you permission to raise your hand. But if you need to, blink, blink twice. Blink twice, okay, if you need help. <laughs> she knows how to frustrate me. But I, there is so much love between us two and unity between us two. Ain't nothing going to separate us. Ain't nothing going to break our stride. Ain't nothing going to hold me down. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're not going to stop. We ain't breaking up. Matter of fact, in our, in our, in our bedroom, we have that scripture. That's what I said. <laughs> Y'all going to make me blush in church. I was going for a really sweet moment, right? <laughs> I think it was our five-year wedding anniversary. Y'all are wild in this church this morning. <laughs> I think it was our five-year wedding anniversary. I, I made us a, her a canvas a big, a big canvas print of our first kiss at the altar. It's a big, wide photo, and it's got everything else blurred out, and it's got us in the middle, and then over top of it, it says, what God has put together, let no man separate. And you know, that's, that's what we live by. Even no matter, we've had some frustrations, we've had some things that have tried to come in and divide, but we will not let anything divide. And you know what I love? And this is where I'm getting, ooh, this is good, because it ties in with this morning. There is a constant renewal in our marriage, too. I'm going to tell you, things are better now than they've ever been. And I, I, I fully believe my age is not going to change that. It's not going to change our love. It's not going to change our commitment to one another. It's not going to change our dedication, our romance, nothing. Because I believe that you can live in a newness even in your marriage. Some people are like, that doesn't sound very biblical. Well, okay. Fight with me. I believe that God wants you to have the best marriage. So there's your, there's your biblical stance on it. God doesn't want anything to separate what he has brought together in a covenant marriage. There's your scripture for it, okay? I'm way off today. I'm going everywhere. Y'all just, somebody needs to hear it apparently. So 2024 is the year where we need to dwell in the newness of life. 2023, you put, some of us put on clothes of death, destruction, habits, bad habits, anger, but 2024, I believe, is the year we can put on joy, life, freedom, peace, and the newness of life in Christ. Uh, newness of life in Christ was not a one-time thing. It is something you can actually live in. Many of us go, well, we got baptized 18 years ago. I'm no longer the newness of, I no longer have newness of life in Christ. No, that's not true. You can perpetually live in the newness of life in Christ. And I'll show you that in just a second. But some of us, we get so comfortable in our dysfunction. It's like that old t-shirt that some of us have that we've had for 13 years from our high school senior year. And we didn't throw away because it is the most comfortable. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody got a, anybody got a comfort shirt or blanket like that? Somebody that you've had that thing for 
years and you will not give it away because it is broken in and it is comfortable it's got holes in it it's got stains all over it but it is comfortable anybody know what i'm talking about in this room anybody like that some of us aren't like that i'm not like that i think i, I might have I, I i have like one jacket from my teenage years and that i don't even know why i still have it but i do but some of us are like that we hold on to things forever and some of us we have gotten so comfortable in our dysfunction in the holes in our life in the stains all over it that we are just fine keep on sinning keep on living in death destruction habits anger gossip all these things we're just happy as a clam being right there but listen that is not what god has for you sometimes there comes a time in your life where you outgrow things Hmm? there comes a time in your life where you outgrow things you outgrow relationships and i don't mean your marriage (laughs) There are people that maybe there's some relationships that you need to distance yourself from this coming year because it's not helping you in your walk. It's hurting you in your walk. You still love those people. You still minister to those people. You still talk to those people. But I'm not, I'm not by no means am I saying never talk to these people. But what I am saying is maybe there needs to be some distance because that relationship is bringing out the stinkiness in you. And it's, it's bringing you back to your old house. We need to allow some of the stuff from the past to go in the trash. Because that's what it is. It's trash. So do not dwell in the grave clothes any longer, but dwell in the newness of life that Christ has for you. John's gospel says it like this. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So what we can learn from the scripture is this. Abiding in him will make things beautiful. Abiding in him, there is constant new creation that begins to take place. So this is good this morning. So I'm going to grab hold of this. I'm talking about abiding and dwelling in the newness of life in Christ. So if you abide in him, if you abide in Christ, there is a constant newness, a constant refreshing, a constant fruit, a constant growing that can begin to take place in your life. But you've got to find how to abide in him, how to be with him. And let me just encourage you this morning that his yoke is easy and it is light. It is not frustrating and creates problems. It's easy. It's light. So if you're feeling heavy, it probably means you need to take off the clothes of depression and sorrow and instead put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That scripture there where it where where actually says that. You turned my wailing into dancing, you removed my sackcloth, and you clothed me with joy is what the psalmist said. It actually means that you were held close or equipped with joy. So whenever you begin to praise the name of the Lord, listen, you are equipped and given joy. So these are things to replace. I'm giving you some replacement, uh, uh, giving you replacement therapy this morning. Replace your depression and sorrow with praise and worship to the Lord. Get rid of a spirit of pride. Pride manifests in many ways. Pride of religion. Pride of thinking you're better than everybody else. Only my way is right. I can only be the only one that's right, and I can learn nothing else, and I won't change my mind on this. This is all manifestations of pride. And instead, clothe yourself with his humility, because the scripture says that God opposes the proud, but does what? He gives grace to the humble. 
Take off your angry, your hypocrisy, your mean spirit, your short fuse, your pharisaical spirit, your unforgiveness, and clothe yourself with his nature. Get rid of your sin and fleshly desires and receive a new spirit. Scripture says it like this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, what is he? He's a new creation. The old is gone and all things are made new. You need to get rid of your fear and your anxiety and instead put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor of God. And say it like this. You're either naked in, 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 in the spirit, spiritual, you're either naked or you're in armor. I'm encu- encourage you to not let your guard down, but put yourself, put the full armor of God on every day. Now the scripture says that his mercies are new every morning. I mean, she encourage you with this. You don't, you don't have to have a new year to experience newness. You don't have to have a new house to experience newness. You don't have to have new clothes to experience newness. You don't have to have new kids to experience. Some of y'all don't want it. <laughs> you don't have to experience all these different things. You just need his mercies, which are new for you every morning, every day. You can live in the newness every day is new and his peace is there his joy can be there his strength can be there his grace can be there his mercy can be there he is there and he is a god of all mercy all grace you don't have to continue to sin you don't have to go back to the city of sin but you can now live in a new freedom amen every morning when i wake up you need to tell yourself i'm dying to my flesh and i'm alive in christ today that will help you be reminded that i am the newness of i have newness of life in christ jesus and today we're going to baptize people here in just a few more minutes And I'm going to talk about this real quickly. For those that are getting baptized, getting water baptized is a few different things. Number one, it's an act of obedience. One of Jesus' final messages was, go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus encourages us to be baptized. It's a public act of obedience that, hey, I'm following Christ. The second thing that baptism is, is an act of identification. If you're getting baptized today you're identifying with christ we already read the scripture but second corinthians 5 17 therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation old things have passed away behold all things have become new the way to newness of life is found in your old ways dying jesus jesus didn't come out of the grave the same jesus he was before he came out new he came out different Today, whenever you go under the water, you don't come out the same. You come out different. Old habits can be broken. Long-standing issues can be broken. I believe this. Sin patterns and generational curses can be broken. Ways of the past can be done with. New life is found in the death of your flesh. And today you're identifying with Christ. You're identifying in the newness in Christ. The third thing is this. It's a prophetic act. Even if you're not a prophetic person, it's a prophetic act. It's an identification that you're no longer part of this world, but you're part of heaven's kingdom. The word baptism comes from the Greek word baptizo, which means actually to immerse or dip. When Jesus gets baptized, John is out there. Many of us know this story. And John is preaching a three-point message over and over again. Oh, to be John. And people still showed up. 
Imagine showing up to church every Sunday. I got the same message. Three points is all you need. <laughs> Repent, believe, be baptized. <sighs> Pastor, that was a good message. Come back next week. Repent, believe, be baptized. Y'all will be done with me in about three services. Three-week challenge, done. <laughs> Even the ones that are committed to here, three weeks done. <laughs> Which that's a whole other thing to talk about on another day. He keeps declaring this, repent, believe, be baptized. But you don't understand, many of us don't understand is baptizo was a cultural word at that point in time. So at this place where John is baptizing, there's also people that are washing, that are cleaning themselves up. Maybe they're cleaning their clothes off. Maybe they're cleaning their hands off. It's like a public watering hole where people came and they even bathed themselves. And he keeps saying this over and over again. So everyone is hearing this message over and over again. Repent, believe, be baptized. Repent, believe, be baptized. And there are people that are baptizo. They're immersing themselves in the water, but they're not coming out any different. The only people that baptizoed that, that experienced baptism and the revelation of it were the people that had an understanding and gained the revelation knowledge through listening and really having an ear to hear what John was actually speaking and preaching in that moment in time. Those were the ones that experienced baptism. So once again, I want to encourage you this morning to not do this out of religious obligation and just go, oh, people are being baptized. There is something significant in this moment. And I pray that you have the revelation knowledge that what you're doing this morning is special it is something different now i want to say this now many of us there's been people listen baptism doesn't save you okay baptism doesn't make you a believer and qualify you as a believer you were qualified as a believer when you believed in your heart confessed with your mouth repented of your sins and called jesus lord and savior of life you're saved right there baptism now is the outward reflection of an inward work that's already taken place. Now you're going public with your faith. You're saying, you know what? I want everybody and their mother to know that I'm following Jesus. I want my friends, my grandma, my aunt, my uncle, and everybody else to know that the old Micah or the old Logan or the old Aiden or the old uh, 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 Andrea, whoever is getting baptized this morning, I want them to know that the old me I am done with. I'm tired of being pushed around by sin I'm tired of being weighed down I'm tired of living in the old days I'm tired of living in the broken down house I want a new thing so God I want you to come and do that today I want you to break off sin I want you to break off the old things I want you to cut ties with all the old ways and I want to be made a new creation in Christ today this is what baptism is baptism is like a wedding ring it's an outward symbol of the commitment that you already made in your heart. By going down in the water, we illustrate that our old man is dead to sin and buried by faith in Christ. And as a result, we are free. By being raised up out of the water, we show that our new man is raised by the Spirit and made fully alive in Christ. Band, if you'll come at this time. Baptism is the place where God washes you fully. The old you is buried in baptism and you come out a new creation. And I believe that this morning, 
this is a special day. We have families that are gathered to celebrate this. Not just natural families, but we have spiritual family all throughout this room that are here to cheer you on and celebrate this moment because it's a big deal. And we celebrate with you today. And we, our prayer for you today is that this is, once again, a significant moment where you experience the newness of life in Christ. But not only that, I want us as a church, as I've talked about baptism a lot, we've also talked about just us as Christians. I want you to change your perspective in 2024 from always needing something else for a new day or always needing something else to experience the newness of life in Christ. I want you to realize that every day you can be renewed. If you're dwelling in Him, you can be renewed. If you're dwelling and you're communicating with God on a daily basis, you can live in a process of constant newness of life in Christ because that is what he has for you. At this time, I'm going to ask for the ushers to come and fix the baptism so we can baptize people this morning. And if you're getting baptized, I'm going to ask this. I'm going to ask that everybody stay seated as much as possible. Family, also, obviously, if you want to stand up, take pictures of But just so everybody can see it because the way we have to set it up, uh, we don't have much stage space and everything. So we have set up right over here. But if my people that are getting baptized, if you will come around the back way and line up right behind Mr. Newland right here, over here in the corner, we're going to baptize you. Take that out too, please. This morning is just such a special Sunday to get to celebrate this and do this this morning. Will you lift your hands to the Lord as everybody's getting prepared? Everybody else, will you just, let's pray real quickly this morning. Father, I thank you for this word today. Thank you for every mind, every heart, every soul, every body that's in this room today. Thank you that the word has come forth in power today. That we can experience the newness of life in Christ Jesus. That you are the one who makes all things new. So we thank you for it now. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise today. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Will you give God a hand clap of praise today? Hallelujah.